0: Alright, so last week we talked about a hypocrisy, and it was a very short message. It's just a big subject, and it's one of those things, when you get to looking at it, it just, wow, it's pretty amazing. Let's read James chapter 3, let's start reading verse 8, and let's read through verse 12. <clears throat> These are very familiar verses, but, the, but I want you to understand, get the drift, get the, the meaning, you know, of what he's talking about here, the subject, but the tongue. Can no man tame? It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now we're not talking about the tongue, but what it does. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men. Two different things, see, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Neither a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. In other words, it, you just can't be two different things. We're talking about hypocrisy. You just can't be that way. Mark chapter 5 and verse 8 and 9. This is the maniac in the tombs when Jesus crossed the sea. And this is one This one little one little conversation here for he said unto him Jesus had said unto him see come out of the man thou unclean spirit and he asked him what is thy name and he answered saying my name is legion for we are many here's a man with multiple personalities (laughs) you think that's uncommon everybody thinks that's uncommon no it's very common I'm telling you, uh, that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. All sinners are hypocrites because all sinners are uh, dissimulators. And we're going to talk about that. All right. Let's, go, let's just take a minute here to reemphasize about hypocrisy and what it is. Definition means simulation. Now, you know what simulation is? Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretending, but it's not real. You know, like a flight simulator. You're not really flying, but you're pretending to. See? Mm -hmm. Simulate is pretend. Simulation, to feign, that means to be fake. To pretend. To separate. Oh, now wait a minute here. To separate. So there's your two. you see. It means... A feigning to be what one is not or dissimulation, a concealment of one's real character or motives. More generally, hypocrisy is simulation or the assuming of a false appearance of virtue or religion, a deceitful show of a good character in morals or religion or a counterfeiting of religion. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. The leaven of the Pharisees. A little leaven leaveneth the whole bunch, the whole lump. And a little leaven will leaven the whole bunch. A little hypocrisy will spread like wildfire. It's contagious. It means deceitful appearance, false pretense. I left some things in there I didn't mean to leave in there. I'm not going to read them, but I'll be repeating myself. Hypocrisy is basically having multiple personalities or personas. We we talk about schizophrenics. How do they deal with them now? Uh, Well, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs. What else can you do? What else can they do? What else can they do? It's all physical according to humanist thinking. Everything's physical. Everything's caused by chemicals and chemical reactions and stuff in your brain or body. And so that's if you fix the chemical, you'll fix the problem. No, the, you are a bo- you are a soul that has a body. And your body, your soul is where the problems are at. Mm-hmm. It's the heart the mind that's where your problems are at hypocrisy is having more than one personality dissimulation is part of the definition of hypocrisy and it's like simulation but it's got that DI on the front of it how many of you know what a dichotomy is it means two a dichotomy means well I'm like two people you know I'm I'm the good side and the bad side and they, they, and that's what most people preach in churches now, isn't it? Yes. You're the old man and the new man living in the same body, and there's just this struggle. That's why you got that struggle. Oh, it explains it so well. You're two people. No, you're not. No. You're one person. This split personality, this two, this dichotomy, is di- dissimulation. It's hypocrisy. That's what it is. And it's not of God. It's not of God at all. It's of the devil. It's a uh, pretending to be more to or more different people at the same time. A hypocrite has no identity, no true identity. So he's always pretending. Listen to me tonight. These are, this is truths that I'm giving you. A hypocrite is not just a, there's not just a certain class of people that we call, you know, them are hypocrites. Everybody's a hypocrite that's not born again, really, of the Spirit of God. For real. They're all hypocrites. Because they're always, all, pretending all the time. They don't know who they are. They have no identity. Look at them. Look at what they're doing. They don't know if they're male or female. They don't know up from down. They don't know. They're always changing who they are, who they associate with, who they identify with. Is that true? Yes, sir. Well, it's obvious to me. Fads and fashions. That's why he's always pretending. No matter what image he's presenting to the world, there's no real him. He's always fake in everything he tries to make others believe about himself. Now, if you remember back, if you'll be honest and remember back before you got saved, you'd, you'll, you'd have to say amen to that and say, you know, that is exactly right. I was always pretending, yes. always putting on a front, always hiding. A person like that's hard to figure, isn't he? Hard to deal with, isn't he? Because <laughs> you can't never nail him down. He don't know who he is and neither do you. Right. Right. Can't pin him down. Not sure. He's this way now, but an hour from now he may be something else. It's hard if that's your parents. Mm-hmm. It's hard if that's your wife. It's hard if that's your husband. It's hard if you're a church member. Yes. It's impossible to have confidence in a person like that. Isn't it? How can you trust in somebody that's so changeable and you don't know what's coming next? can't trust them, can you? No. So, people don't trust one another, do they? No. Less now than ever. Why? Because people are not real. Right. Everybody's always pretending. They don't know who they are. They have no identity. When God and God's truth and the word of God and it is all gone, the foundation, if the foundation be removed, <laughs> what can we do? People don't even, that's the only identity you can have that's steadfast and sure. The rock yes. that you can stand on, that you can anchor to, that your soul can anchor to. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, nothing else will do. You're adrift and you don't know who you are. You're still searching, still seeking. Uh, you hear that a lot, you know, trying to find themselves. Trying to find myself. <laughs> Trying to figure out who I am, what I am, where I belong, who are my people. You know. You can't have confidence in people like that. And there's always a doubt in your mind about which of his or her personalities you're really dealing with. Right. It's always like a shell game that people play, and it always leaves other people guessing. Mm -hmm. Who is the real person? You're dealing with now, hypocrisy always means to pretend to be a different person than you really are. <laughs> Therefore, it's easy to see how it is, how uh, that is at the root of all the confusion and strife and conflict between people. Can't you see that? When you can't tell who people are then there's going to be conflict and there's going to be confusion and there's going to be frustration and there's going to be anger and there's going to be disappointment and discouragement and, you know, everything bad comes from this. Hypocrisy is the evidence of losing the spiritual battle with Satan and his devils. Y'all hear me? Think about this before I say these things. Think about what I'm saying. Try to say it as clearly as I can so you understand exactly how it is. Hypocrisy. This deal of you being so changeable in your moods, in your attitudes, in your beliefs, in your everything. It's evidence that you have been beat by the devil. He's got you. You've lost the battle, a spiritual battle with the devil. What am I talking about? Here's exactly what I'm talking about. It's clearly a spiritual matter, and it's clearly sinful. Is there any place in the Bible where hypocrites are, are given a, a you know, a pass? Is there any place that Jesus ever suggested or anywhere else in the Bible where hypocrites are spoken of in a, even a moderate um, tone? Never in a positive way. Not even in a passive way. Hypocrites are bad and condemned. Hypocrisy is the necessary burden of villainy it says in the Webster's 1828 dictionary. Hypocrisy is the necessary burden of villainy. Evil. If you're evil, you're going to be a hypocrite. You got to be. Cuz you got you got stuff to hide. You can't come out with it because it's evil and you know everybody would condemn you. You'd feel condemned. Nobody would have to say a word to you. A selfish and sinful heart will be evidenced by hypocrisy or multiple personalities. And don't think that I'm being too out of the bounds with that. I mean, I'm fixing to illustrate this a little bit and show you what I'm talking about. I don't think people get that. They listen to that and they say, well, you know, he's just talking craziness. No, I ain't talking craziness. I know what I'm talking about. The conflict and confusion that sin brings with it makes it necessary for a guilty person to pretend all the time. Sin, when you sin. It makes it necessary for you to pretend all the time. You got to pretend that you're not guilty your whole life becomes about covering yourself. Absolutely. You know, chilling, playing that shell game. Mm-hmm. Hiding what's under that shell so nobody sees it. Making sure nobody uncovers it. Yeah. You're right. A hypocrite is always hiding something. And all his thoughts operate under that heading, if you will above all things priority of his life he must keep from being found out i mean if it the the pharisees the scribes jesus called them hypocrites he was right they were hypocrites i told you last week cain was a hypocrite and cain was a murderer the hypocrites who jesus accused they were murderers a hypocrite will murder to cover his yeah. self up That's how bad it is. He must. Or he only has two choices. He must face what he really is. And realize he ain't nobody. And he's got nothing. And he don't have any identity. And he don't know what he is or who he is. Or he's got to hang on to that image that he has so, so, with so much of his strength projected to the World around him, to his family, to the his the people he goes to church with. Whatever, above all things, he must keep from being found out. And so his life is full of lying and deceiving and pretending and blaming and accusing. That's a hypocrite. Isaiah chapter thirty-two, verse six. Here now, this just says it so plainly. Listen to what the Bible says there. For the vile person will speak villainy and his heart will work iniquity to practice hypocrisy and to utter error against the Lord to make empty the soul of the hungry and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. He's just a bad guy. Bad guy. A hypocrite is a vile person. Who speaks villainy. Who hurts everybody. And he practices hypocrisy. He is all things to all people. He is whatever he wants to be. Whenever he wants to be that. Wherever he's at with whoever he's at. The inner conflict and confusion affects the emotions. And makes them hard to control. So a hypocrite has a hard time. Controlling his emotions. Oh my. What about that? That Do you think the Holy Spirit of God helps you with that? You think somebody that's being led by the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness. (laughs) But not for a hypocrite. No, no. He has trouble with his emotions yes, or she has trouble with her emotions so right. out of control it's a evidence of hypocrisy thus we have moods since you, you know moods are caused by emotions isn't that right yeah. we call them moods but it's just I'm in a bad mood well it's cuz you're mad or it's cuz you're sad or it's because you're angry at somebody or upset or frustrated. Right. Go to the doctor. He'll give you some pills. Yeah. won't <laughs> help you because that's not where the problem lies. That's right. The problem's in your heart. Right. Yeah. you got to fix it where the problem's at. That's right. Yes, sir. So we have moods, which in fact... Are you listening to me? Now, we've been through this and all of this so much before, but moods are, in fact, multiple spirits that we allow ourselves to be subject to. Anger. It's a spirit, buddy. Now, you know it is. You lose control of yourself with anger. If you allow it. If you don't guard your Spirit, then you're just like a city that's broken without walls and broken down. I mean, you're wide open. And they come in and you can say, Well, I just got a hot temper because that's the way I was born and just in my family. That's a bunch of baloney. It's not true at all. Flimsy excuse. Melancholy. Mm -hmm. Frustrated. Foolish. You know, moods are very similar to the way alcohol affects people. Have you ever considered that comparison right there? We would said something last week about drink and how it affects people. Some people get silly. And some people get mean. And some people just get crying in their beer, you know. They're just so sad. and, And other people just... This is the way moods affect you. Isn't it the same thing? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's multiple personalities there. Yeah. You see? It's very cute, confusing for everybody. But especially the children. When they see these different personalities out of the same person. Especially their parents. Mm-hmm. Right. When they see, yeah, oh, I love you, I love you. And then the next thing, it's, ah! <laughs> You know, I mean, the child says... Who are you? Which one of you is the real daddy, mommy? It's hypocrisy. That is what hypocrisy is. We all have seen it and we all know it. Most of us have experienced it or been a part of it. You know, people argue and fight on and, and raise their voices at one another all the way to church and then come in and put on a smile and a completely different presentation of themselves when they come in through the door of the church. And the children watch that. Yes, sir. And they say, <laughs> they say, what in the world? How in the world is this? Oh. But it's I'm telling you the truth here tonight. This is so important. This is, this is very basic to Christianity. We've all overheard someone when they didn't know anyone was listening, when they talked to their mate or their children or somebody else with was, was such anger and hatred that it shocked us. You ever heard anybody do that? You know, I've known people and they were just I mean, they were just pure sugar when they were talking to anybody else and that's the way you see them at church or you know anytime they're around you but when they didn't know you were listening i remember one experience i had this came to my mind used to visit the bus route all the time and i visited this old lady and she kept her grandson and of course Every time I talked to her, she would just smile and just, you know, Brother Mike asked yeah, out yeah, you know, and everything was just fine. She just talked to me so nice. And, uh, you know, she'd talk to him in my presence that way too. He's a 12, 13-year-old boy. But I come up there one day, and they didn't hear me coming, and she was screaming and cussing at that boy. I mean, just like something awful. And I just went on you know, knocked on the door. Of course, here she come to the door. Oh, Brother Mike, how are you doing today? <laughs> yeah. And just acted like I didn't hear that. But I heard it. Changed my opinion of them, of her, because, uh, you know, she'd always presented herself a different way to me. But I heard a different side of her. I heard that other person that lives in there. Um, legion, for we are many. What was wrong with that man? Yeah. Who was he? When Jesus talked to him, he got different answers. See? Yes. It was that man's voice. Don't think it was. You know they. I hear these. Well, they talked with another voice. You know, it was really. It was. I've heard them tell about going to churches. You know, and casting out demons, and they had this demon possessed woman, and she actually talked with another voice. I don't believe none of that nonsense. I don't. Nope. I believe in devils, yep. but I believe when a devil is in you, or if there's a legion of devils in you, your voice is going to be the one they use to talk, because yes. they ain't got a body. They're a spirit. That's right. They've got to use yours. That's why they do that. The only way they can accomplish anything is to get control of your hands and your mouth and your brain to deal with people and your voice. Mm-hmm. Jesus asked the man, you know, and that's what he got. It's a very hurtful thing when someone is, that, has, that has been our friend or given us every reason to believe that they loved us turns and suddenly is a different person than the one we thought we knew. You ever had that experience? I've had that experience with preachers. I've had that experience with friends. Mm -hmm. But I've had them be one person for a long time and then all of a sudden there's this other person that talks in a totally different tone of voice. Mm -hmm. Same voice but boy, different countenance there's something else coming out of them than, that I never saw before. You think that's the way it's supposed to be? It ain't supposed to be that way. It's clearly a spiritual matter. Yes. And it's clear, clearly it's a sinful thing. It is a spiritual thing. It's when the devil has won and has destabilized and wrought confusion or anger or hopelessness or heartache and he's established a stronghold in somebody's life in their heart and mind it's a spiritual thing this hypocrisy deal and it's very contagious it easily spreads mo- and it most easily spreads from parent to child mm-hmm. oh, yes. Yes. parents who are hypocrites Practice hypocrisy are going to raise children who are better at it than they are. Yes, that's true. You're right. The only kind of person that is of any use to the kingdom of God or to the good of others on this earth is a person who's free from hypocrisy. Now, don't you think that that's what the Lord would want in his children? How much hypocrisy do you think he'll put up with? How much do you think he can tolerate? How much do you think he had this overlook? Zero. Zero! It must start with knowing who you really are and having an identity. And that's something that most people never face and never deal with honestly because of their dissimulation, their multiple personas and their confusion of face. They're always pretending. So they have no real them. They're lost. Mm -hmm. Lost! And they're always trying to cope with different situations and circumstances and they just have to pull out a different personality to try to match whatever's going on to deal with it. It's something that most people never deal with. But let me tell you something, it's it's such an obvious truth that can be observed everywhere by the fads and the fashions of this world and it's ever changing morals and values. It's easy for me to see that people are just running from one thing to another to try to identify themselves with and put themselves as a part of. A hypocrite is that way, he's a dissimulator. He's able to go anywhere and fit in. That's what his life's all about. He's trying to fit in here. And if he don't, he'll, he'll go somewhere else. And He's always trying to be the chameleon. But it's an absolute must before a person can be born again of the Spirit of God. The hypocrisy's got to go. Each person has to come to himself and see himself. That prodigal, what, what does the Bible say about him? When he came to himself. When he saw himself. The way God saw him. And the way others saw him. That was the beginning of his salvation. His real self. What he really is in his heart of hearts. And owns it. And when he does this with an honest heart, he's going to realize that he has no real identity and that all he has always thought about himself was just lies and imaginations. All he was was fluff and chaff. There was nothing to me. Now, how many people will come to that? What does it take to get a person to that? Well, it usually takes crisis I mean the kind of crisis that totally dissolves everything to get you to come to the place where you realize that your life is a lie and phony that you don't even know yourself he realizes that he he just always tried to be what he thought he needed to be for other people to accept him and that's the way he lived his life. You've got to come to that knowledge of yourself. To that realization that I have lived my life just with an eye toward other people. And all I have done is tried to find a place where people would like me, where people would praise me, where people would, where I would fit. That's why there's all the clubs. That's why there's all the different things that you can... I, I mean, are you a football fan? Are you a Taylor Swift fan? Or are Swifty? Are you a, you know... Why do you want to... Why do people attach... They look for things like that to attach themselves to. Identity. It's been going on long as I've been on this earth and before that. But this time that we're living in, it's really something. It's so... It just got down to where it's just so obviously foolish that anybody ought to be able to see. I don't know how anybody can't be embarrassed at themselves for being so foolish over football and basketball or any kind of sports or any kind of celebrity or any kind of occupation or hobby or whatever. I mean, it's just everything you can think of. Sports and hunting and whatever. I mean, you can just go on and on. Everybody wants to be, identify themselves as that. Had a guy ask me today, they got the mill getting some lumber from down in Tennessee. He said, Well, he said, What, has been, what have you been uh, you know, all your life? You know, what has been your main profession? I said, Ha ha ha. I laughed at him. I said, Well, I've been just about everything. I said, "You didn't, I can't even sit here and tell you all that I've been. <laughs> I'm a jack of all trades." <laughs> so the only thing I don't is concrete. I don't like. I never would learn that. And he said, "Well, I understand that, but I mean, everybody's got to be something, you know. Everybody's. Well, what are you? What are you? What's your profession? Yeah. What's your? What do you like in life? What's your hobby? Who? What? Which one's your team?" you know what kind of music do you love I mean you all you got to go into folders and categories so man you know we read a little bit there he brought out some things you know about being in the first grade and I thought about that quite a bit he talked about how that life was when he was innocent and he didn't know that there was races he didn't know that there were people who had more than other people, or that you there was any kind of social status or anything. you were just a kid, and you didn't even notice anything like that. It was just but as soon as you go to school, they separate you yep. into the Bluebirds and the red birds and you know bluebirds over here and red birds over here, and, and that's when it starts. And life is always you're separated into categories, and, and then you grow up, and this is the way adult life is, you know. Everybody puts you in a folder. They, they put you an identity on you. So everybody's trying to figure out what you want everybody to identify you as. And so you try to pretend to be what you think they're looking for to identify you like that. No, give up on that. You know, I've poor Seth, I made fun of him over cowboy hats and but I mean we were around a lot of preachers that wore cowboy hats. They were just as bad. Yes, sir. In fact they were worse because they should have known better. Yeah. One guy preached on mustaches. Wear your pride on your lip, he said. And he walked with a, what do you call it? A, well, what's that other word? Swag, yeah. Cowboy hat, and he wasn't about this tall, but I mean, he was a Texan. Had that cowboy hat on, and, you know, had his nose up in there. You could see both his nose holes all the time. Proud as a peacock. But he wanted it always, you had to know. He's a Texan. You know, that's what I'm, I mean, I've seen others with other things, but I mean, it's just, don't you see what I'm talking about? Serious, serious business. Once a person is born again and has an identity as a child of God, he is stable and unchangeable and steady. Here's some verses for you. Very familiar. Psalm 40, verse 2. David, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and, he, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. No more changeableness. No more uncertainty. No more doubt about who I am or what, where I belong. You can only find that in one place. That's with God. And God's people. God's real people. It's the only place you can find an identity. I am. You know, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 3, But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Now, what about that promise right there? That statement of fact. The Lord shall establish you. That means plant you. Get you on solid ground. You don't have to be doubtful. You don't have to be changeable. You don't have to pretend anymore. 1 Peter 5.10 But the God of all grace, who hath called us under His eternal glory, By Christ Jesus. After that you have suffered a while. Make you perfect. Establish. Strengthen. Settle you. Now that ain't a hypocrite. That ain't a multiple personality. That ain't a changeable person. That's a person who's the same. No matter what the circumstances. Always the same. You want me to tell you. And and just thinking and. Pondering and meditating and calling all of the people in my life I've known through the years, the ones that have a testimony, this is how they are, without exception. Without exception, they're the same. No matter what. I mean, they're not gonna. You're not. You know, you are not gonna be talking to them, and all of a sudden the mountain lion come out of them at you. <laughs> yeah. It's just not going to be that way. No. You may be years between seeing them and when you see them the next time, same person you knew back then. Right. You ain't going to catch them hiding and screaming and yelling and being somebody else at some because they're mad. You ain't going to catch them doing that because they're not that way. Mm-mm. They're one person. One with Christ, one with the Father. And so they don't do that anymore. Right. He's always the same. He's not changeable and unstable in his ways. Now this is the only kind of people that's going to be any kind of blessing to the kingdom of God or to other people on this earth is people like this. And who are the people like this? Well, they're people who've been born again. They've got over this hypocrisy, this way of living hi- hypocritically. You know, they call people in the church hypocrites. Well, there are hypocrites in the church, no doubt. But they are all hypocrites out there. Those outside the church, churches, they're all hypocrites because they are all pretending all the time. And they're all different people. This depends on what mood you catch them in. He can be trusted and others can have confidence in him because of this. Because he's stable. He's not unstable in his ways. He's not changeable. And everyone knows that a true testimony as a Christian is evidenced by those qualities and character. Yes, sir. Don't you? I mean, you know that is right. You know that a true Christian, when you meet him and get to know them, they're going to be like that. They are just think, just think back through the years of, you know, I can, <laughs> I can see faces, I can hear voices, I can, I remember people and this is what stands out about them. They just weren't different people. They were the same, they were one person, always. You could count on it. They're the kind of people that others go to when they need somebody to pray. They're the kind of people that they go to when they need somebody to help them, somebody to counsel them, somebody to point them in the right direction. They don't go to these people who are just bouncing back and forth. People that are stable, Christians that are stable, you know, they stay in pretty much in one place. They don't just bounce around all the time. Something wrong when somebody who says they're a Christian and they can't find a place. They can't find a church. They can't find a place to be. I think it ought to be the easiest thing in the world for a Christian, a true child of God, to find a place. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe he's going to be flying around all the time. Jumping out of the nest all the time. Trying to find somewhere else all the time. Now a Christian may be lacking in wisdom and knowledge and patience and understanding and more as he's being sanctified, but hypocrisy will not be a part of his character. Now do y'all understand what I'm saying to you right there? Remember last week I told you that hypocrisy, just call somebody a hypocrite, that's a strong word. And it's like calling somebody a liar. You know, and they're not a liar. Unless they tell for the truth what they know to be a lie. They're a liar. Mm-hmm. Then. But somebody who's tells something and they really believe it's so, you know, maybe they ought to be more careful about telling things. But they're not, you can't call them a liar if they say what they believe to be true. Mm-hmm. Hypocrisy is kind of like that too. People will call Christians uh hypocrites because of lack of knowledge or wisdom or patience or understanding or whatever but that does that's not fair and that's not right hypocrisy's a different thing and i think i've described it pretty clearly here tonight and in practical terms where you can understand it right down where we live So he may be lacking in some things, but he's not going to be a hypocrite. I've known people like that too. I've been one of them kind of people too. Probably some of you have been like that too. A Christian, hypocrisy is annihilated at the cross. And the new man does not have multiple personas. He don't. (laughs) He's not no no. He's not good and evil. Dwelling in one body. God don't come in to cohabitate with devils. No. He won't do that. How can anybody believe that? Mm-hmm. He knows who and what he is. And he doesn't take the Lord's name in vain. You understand what I'm talking about there? Yes, sir. To take the Lord's name. To be called by his name and then not act like a child of God, that's taking his name in vain. Mm-hmm. It's not adding a cuss word to it as much as it's that. Right. I'm a Christian, but everybody around says, boy, he don't act like a Christian. He don't talk like a Christian. Mm-hmm. You've taken the Lord's name in vain. Right. it It's done nothing for you, you see. Yeah. So, he is real in his identity as a redeemed child of God. I know who I am. I know who I am now. I, I know who I used to think I was. And it was all just a bunch of... Phew. It was just a bunch of wannabe. Really wasn't. I wanted to be this and wanted to be that. One wanted people to think I was this. one people to think I was that. But all that was just vanity, vanity, vanity. Nothing. Worthless. But now I know who I am. I'm a child of the King. Amen. I've been bought with a price. I belong to Him. Yes. No doubt. I know who I am. And because I know who I am, I know how to conduct myself. Right. That's right. There's a governor on my emotions. Yeah. Sure. On my tongue. Mm-hmm. If a man bridle not his tongue, his religion's in vain. Mm-hmm. Same chapter, same book we just read out of there. Same chapter. Fixes everything. Fixes that multiple personality. Fixes those moods that you use to torment everybody else and yourself. See, the devils torment you with your moods. And you they use you to torment everybody else with your moods. Does does anybody here enjoy everybody's moods? (laughs) Well, when they're in a good mood... Yeah, yeah, but you know it's not going to stay that way. If that's the way it is, you know it's not going to stay that way. Should be steady as she goes. Shouldn't be happy, happy, happy. And then, ah! And then, ah. Steady. It's crazy. Well, one of the most sure evidences of true conversion is the lack of hypocrisy. (laughs) Now if you're a hypocrite, would you want to hide your hypocrisy? (laughs) Of course. Of course. You want everybody to think you're real. But the only way you're going to convince anybody you're real is by being the same. You can't be a hypocrite. Now hypocrisy is a spiritual battle that has to be won. You got things like this in your life? I mean, some of this stuff has really kind of nailed you tonight. You need to realize this. You got to conquer this. This has to be done away with. There is no such thing as a saved hypocrite. No such thing. God fixes that. When you get born again, God fixes that hypocrisy in you. It stops. If it's continuing, you need to back up, look everything over again because you missed something along the way and it's, and it's very important. Jesus said, you hypocrites, how shall ye escape the damnation of hell? They're going to hell. He told them plainly. They were children of the devil, vipers, serpents, and going to hell. And anybody that was trying to enter into the heaven, into the kingdom of heaven, they were hindering. Oh, there's nothing good about a hypocrite. God fixes it when you get born again. If You say you're born again and you still got this problem. It's got to be conquered. True godliness and holiness leaves no room for hypocrisy. There's room for growth in grace, knowledge, and understanding. There's room for growth in Christian character and all of that, patience and all that. We learn. We learn a lot of things as we go. But we don't hang on. We don't learn it through hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is a thing that's cured. And when that's cured, then you can grow. Hypocrisy is like a poison. It's the leaven of the Pharisees, see. And you get rid of it and then you can grow in the Lord the poison's gone and everything's there that's needed for you to grow and be healthy as a child of God have a life that's a blessing to others and to the kingdom of God watch yourself don't let the devil get you with this be real just be the same very important you, without a doubt, <clears throat> me and everybody that I've known through the years, that, that we've talked about this. <clears throat> but the people that have had the greatest influence on my life and others I know have been those steady people. Steady. Didn't waver, didn't wobble. They weren't this way when it was good and another way when it was bad. You know, I remember the preacher talking about his dad and that's what he said about him. He could never get away from that. That it didn't matter how people treated him. He saw people just treat his dad terrible. And he never blamed. He never cursed them. He never showed any anger. He didn't try to get even with them. He didn't bad mouth them. He just went on. And that leaves an impression on people. Because that's not the way the world reacts. That's not the way hypocrites react. That's not the way a selfish person reacts. They bring out this other person. You know, you got, you got tools to deal with that. Hey, come here and help. It's like you sick that dog on them. You got them all in there ready at the waiting. Now, I don't like that in people. I don't like being surprised by a different person. In so many ways. You know, I can go on and on, but I won't I'm stopping. Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the message tonight. I pray you'd help us with this. It's a very important matter, and I I pray you'd help us all to, to search our own hearts and lives, be honest with ourselves and look and see. Lord, if there's any of this in us, I pray you'd help us to root it out. The devil's sly and and intimidating us and intriguing us and lying to us and and especially in this matter, if he can get us to pretend, if he can get us to dissimulate like Peter. Oh my. We can get caught up in things, but we can't stay there and that. Peter didn't. And I pray you to help us not to either. Please bless the message to our heart and go with us now and get us home safely. And then watch over us through the rest of the week here and help us to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.